0: I remember early this morning waking up and uh, just getting ready for today and and our time together and one of the first thoughts to my mind was just this this feeling of excitement this thought of excitement today is the day that we get to celebrate the resurrection but I want to tell you this is that tomorrow we get to celebrate the resurrection as well And the following day, and the following day, this is just a reminder. I love what uh, one, um, uh, a man named James Martin said. He said, Easter is the day that gives meaning to all of my days. That today is a reminder that each and every day we could live full of life, the life that God gives. So there's hope today. And I pray, this is my prayer for our time uh, that we have together, that maybe you walked in heavy-hearted, maybe not. Maybe you walked in excited and full of life. I pray that you would go out the same. But if you're here today, heavy-hearted, downcast, that there's a weight on you that you would walk out different than you came in, that you would be filled with hope today. Because today is all about the hope that we have in Jesus. He is risen from the grave. Hope has been restored. And you and I can live in confidence today because Jesus has rose from the grave. And we can celebrate that this morning. I want to read a passage of scripture uh, for you as we get started and just uh, walk through a couple of things this morning. Uh, It's so good to see all our young people here. They're with us this morning. They're normally at Kids Church with Pastor Alan, but you're here today, and they're actually going to help me preach this morning a little bit and uh, be a part of some of the activity today. But Luke 24, 1 through 12 says this, But on the first day of the week at early dawn, They went to the tomb, taking their spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek? the living among the dead. He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day. Rise. Verse 8 says, And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all of these things to the eleven and to all the rest, all the rest of the disciples. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles, but the words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. Peter rose and ran from the tomb, stopping and looking, and he saw the linen clothes by themselves, no body, and he went marveling at what had happened. Now before we unpack it this morning, I am going to uh, get a little help. Uh, Brianna Greshel, you, you're coming to help me today, uh, all right? So uh, here's the thing: Brianna is going to help, and I'm going to find a microphone here. So what uh, Brianna is going to do is she's going to help us with a test. Are you ready? Test? Are you ready for a test? All right, that is awesome. Is this working? It is working. All right, here you go. So I have a $25 gift certificate for you if you if you get this test right. All right. What would you do with twenty-five dollars? Um. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Buy. A. Uh, would you buy your mom and dad something? Maybe. Maybe. All right. I love it. Mm-hmm. But maybe you'd buy yourself something too, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, good, good. All right, so I have the test, all right? You need to get them all right. All right? How are you feeling about that? Mm. All right. all right. Are you ready? All right, here we go. There's six questions. Okay, okay all right. Okay, then, then that $25 is yours. Maybe you take them out to, like, ice cream or something. Oh, there you go. All right, here we go. What is the name of the professional football team in Wisconsin? The Green Bay... Packers? Yeah, Packers, all right. All right. One down. How are you feeling now? You got that. A little shaky, but you got it, right? Okay, here we go. Who was the first? Man and woman on earth? Um, God created them. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. All right. How are you feeling now? You got two down. You are doing awesome. Right? You feeling good? All right. Are you ready? Okay. What was the first video ever posted on YouTube and when? Now, how are you feeling now? Just curious. I don't All right, all right. Well, well hey, here, here's, here's the thing. What if I told you that there is somebody in the room that's here with us today that knows all about this? What if I were to tell you that the test you're taking now today was written by somebody. I don't even know the answer to it, but I can help point you to the right person who could probably help you or who would be able to help you. Would you like to know who that is? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Is Pastor Allen uh, in here today? Oh, Pastor Allen. You know Pastor Allen, right? Okay, good. Good. Well, I want to tell you that this test was made by Pastor Allen. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Pastor Allen might be a great, actually we shouldn't say might be, he is a great help today for you to finish through these, alright? So here we go. So you can, he's available to you, and you can call to him at any time, right? Alright, so here we go. What was the first video ever posted on YouTube, and when? Um. Maybe you want to ask him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Tough crowd, I tell you. Let's shout. What's Red Caram in 2005. So Red Caram in 2005. Okay, 2005? Um, yes, that's correct. Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Excellent. Hold on. All right, three for three. All right, three for three. Three more to go. What was the first toy ever to be advertised on TV? Ever. Ever. <laughs> Boy, there is nothing better for my ego right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What question are we on? Number four? The fourth one? Or is it the last one? The uh-huh. fourth one. Okay, right here. Oh. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Okay, all right. All right hold the mic up. A Mr. Potato Head. A Mr. Potato Head? You kidding me? That's awesome. Is there a few that, do that All right. Hey, two more left. All right, here we go. When was the Lego... You like Legos? All right. When was the Lego brick invented? Here's your choices. 1923... 1886, 1942, or 1958? Do you have another question for me? Yep. When was the Lego? So 1923, 1886, 1942, or 1958? Um, Tried this one. I think I have the plan. 1958. 1958. Uh, All right, right. well done, well done. All right. Final question. Here you go, five for five. This is really good. You are doing fantastic. What is a group of crows called? The blackbirds. Uh, It's your test, (laughs) is it? so much easier for Stan and Ollie. Yeah, yeah. the the black birds, the big ones, the ones that are all over the place outside. What is a group of crows called? And no help. (laughs) I'll just be over here. Pastor Allen's going to be over there. He's he's a great resource. Well, I appreciate her wanting to give it. Yeah, yeah. A good old try. right. Maybe, maybe, maybe you want to go ask him. Jeopardy music. Jeopardy music. Oh, did, okay. Can you read that? No. Oh. No. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no, just give us a moment, right. <clears throat> Sometimes when we're wrestling with the answers from God, we just we need to wrestle a little bit. He's preaching a message over there. In the name, in the name is a what? A what? A moto. A, a, a moto? No. Oh, murder! A murder? No way. Do yes. Yes. Yeah, I heard verbal confirmation. All right, you guys knew that. Well, a hey, murder. you did it. Let's give her. A All right, hug. there you go. Twenty-five dollars. Is yours awesome? Thank you. Together, we can accomplish anything, right? All right, well, you know, I was thinking about this past week, and in, in our week, or Maybe some of us have had a week like that where there's the ups and downs. Definitely for the disciples, as we think about history and what took place over the past week, there was a roller coaster of emotion, right? At the beginning of the week, there was this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Uh, they were excited, there was a lot of fanfare, there was worship going on, everybody was celebrating who Jesus was. You know, I think about that with Brianna. There's an excitement about, hey, $25, this is great. Hey, it seems like things are going well. And then something happens. We get stuck with something we might not completely understand or a difficulty or a trial. And we read about that, how for the disciples they found themselves afraid they found themselves confused as to what was going on in in the garden we read in mark 14:50 matthew 26:56 that they all fled and left jesus and of course we know that peter follows Jesus, as he's arrested and as he's walking behind, he's walking from a distance. Jesus has been taken captive and as he's walking, he begins to be identified by others. And he says, this guy was with Jesus. And if you know the progression of Peter, Peter says, nope, I wasn't with him. And he walks a little further and they say, no, no, no. Come on now, you were with Jesus. And he, and he takes an oath, you know, uh, uh, Um, I don't even know if I remember that cross, cross, hope to die, stick a needle in in my eye type thing. You remember that? I don't, I don't, (laughs) obviously, but, but so he takes an oath and says, no, that's not me. He goes a little bit further and, and they say, no, you are the guy that was with Jesus, and he begins to to do anything he can to disassociate himself from Jesus says that he curses and he's trying to just blatantly say i'm not with this guy it's amazing how in a moment things can change for us. How Peter was confident enough to say to Jesus not too long before, I am with you till the end. We're going for it. I am going to to pay whatever price. And then we see after the betrayal, fear grips Peter. He loses his confidence. It's an emotional roller coaster. I think of that in our lives, days of joy, and, and how we're excited about something, or everything seems to be going well, and something catches us by surprise, and all of a sudden, we can become discouraged, depressed, fearful, anxious, uncertain about it, but I want to tell you today is a message of hope. That's why we're here today, to gather together to talk about the hope that we have, the hope that is found in Jesus. This is a biblical hope, and what I love about a biblical uh, definition of hope, it's not a hope so, but I know so. It's not a I hope it's going to happen, but I know. There's a confidence that we have of a hope in Jesus A confident hope. There's nothing on earth more certain than a hope in God. I dare you to find that. Something more certain than the hope found in God. There's nothing like it. You can live with confidence today because Jesus rose from the dead. The tomb is empty and that should bring us joy. It should bring us peace. Strength, courage, confidence today. You and I should be living with confidence. You and I should be living with joy today. It's good to see a smile. Amen. One thing about the story, though, that is interesting to me about the Easter narrative is something that I found. I'm going to have kids help me a little bit as well. Um, uh, I have good gifts that I want to give. And the good gifts I want to give, uh, I want to give to Cambria, all right, and and Killian, all right? So Cambria and Killian are going to help me out, and I have good gifts for you guys. Do you believe it? You don't believe it? All right. We I appreciate his honesty. All right, Uh, Cambria, why don't you come here over here? All right, do you believe that I have a good gift for you? I guess, I don't know. All right. (laughs) Man. Don't I look like I would be a good gift giver? Wow, this is hard today. Well, okay, so, I got a good gift for you. You know what this is? Not really. No. All right, you know know what that says? Like facial tissue? Yes. Yeah, right? Okay, well, it's a box of Kleenex. And wow! <laughs> wait, wait, what are you? You're like, what's going on? Maybe you need sometimes. What? We don't. We're kids. Oh, your kids? You don't need it? No. No. Oh. Huh. I see you got a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> All right. So here you go. But but before you be like, oh, just Kleenex. Maybe we want to open the Kleenex package. All right. Okay. All right. Nothing's going to pop out, I promise. Okay. All right. So here on the top, we got a little tab here. Yeah, you could press that. All right. All right. Well, maybe you know what? This is harder than I thought it would be. Oh. oh. W- wait. Ah. Oh. So there's a Dairy Queen card in there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that good or bad? Good. All right. All right. Good. Hey, that's yours. You could take the box as well. Okay. Yeah? All right. Killian. So, well, I go now? Sure. Okay. All right. I got a gift for you as well. Sure. Are you excited? Kind of. Kind of? But, okay, but here's the thing. I told you I was going to give you something good. I know. All right. Do you believe me now? Mm, a little. A little. <laughs> it's going to take some convincing, okay? So here's a bag, and in it is paper towel. I paper towel. Oh, you don't think it's just paper towel? You think something else is in there? All right. Well, here, I'll let you go. You can sit down and you can actually search while we're we're going if you want, but you could go. Hey, thank you so much. (laughs) All right. I didn't expect that, honestly. I thought they would say, yeah, you have something good for me. But what I want to get to today is something that I found unique about the story that we read about uh, every Easter: is uh, this narrative that they go to the tomb, and what they find is the tomb is empty. It surprises them. But here's what the angels say each and every time: "He is not here. He is risen." And then what's next? Remember how he told you. Remember that? Do you remember? Matthew 28, 6, another uh, gospel writer says, He's not here for he is risen as he said. In Mark sixteen six and 7, And he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples that he was going before you in Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. What's interesting to me about this is that we know as we read through the narrative, we, we have the privilege of looking back. But it says in Matthew 16, 21, that Jesus, there was a time in his ministry where Jesus began to speak plainly to his disciples saying this is going to happen, right? Much like having the kids come, I have good things for you. And sometimes we wonder about that. God, is that really true? Jesus began to tell his disciples, I want to tell you plainly about what's going to take place because this is important. You need to get this because if you don't remember, we're going to have problems. And so it says that from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem. And he would suffer many terrible things in the hands of the elders and leading priests, the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, and on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. They didn't remember. And so the angels remind these ladies at the temple... Remember what he says. So these ladies run back, right? This is the narrative. They they were perplexed at first. They couldn't understand what's going on, but the angel said, remember what God has said. And so they run back to go tell the disciples, and the disciples, as they come, say, we've seen Jesus, is what these ladies said, and the disciples said? You know what happens. I love this word. It's a word I found a couple of years ago. They said twaddler, right? You remember this? Twaddler. You guys are just twaddlers. Now what does twaddler mean? It's a person who talks nonsense, speaks idle talk. These are Jesus' disciples. These ladies have witnessed the fact that Jesus has risen from the dead, and they come tell the disciples, and the disciples say, no. This is nonsense. This is crazy talk. You guys are delirious. You didn't you didn't see that at all. Luke 24:11 says but their words seemed like idle talk or an idle tale and they did not believe them. And so there's a resurrection that's taking place, but there's difficulty in remembering the word or believing the word. I wonder what it was like for those disciples. No, 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 I don't believe you, I can't. We watched him crucified. We watched him buried, and he's dead. There's another interesting story in uh, the gospel narrative of Uh, Jesus rising from the grave, there's two of his disciples or followers are walking on the road, on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus comes and walks beside them and begins to talk with them. And they're discouraged. They're downcast. They can't believe what had happened. And he begins to talk with them and, and ask them some questions. And they wonder, were you the only person not around? There was a lot of bad things that went down here. Jesus was crucified. Listen to their response. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, besides all this, this is now the third day since things happened. Now listen to these two guys. They are walking with Jesus. Listen to what they say. Moreover, some women And what's interesting about this story is Jesus is there. They had so much hope, but their hope was was dashed. Notice what they say at the beginning. We had hope, it's gone, and now they're mourning and they're presented with the truth. Jesus is alive and they still have a hard time believing it. Much like maybe that. Hey, I got good things for you. Really? Is that true? Is this really a good message today? A message of hope, is that really true? It says that their eyes were opened. Now what's interesting about the story about these two disciples on the road, it says, were not our hearts burning when he spoke? But because of the circumstance, they didn't see it. They lost sight of what he said. Their grief and inability to perceive that Jesus was actually resurrected kept them from believing. In other words, they were so consumed with their circumstance, with their doubt, they could not see the truth standing right there. Maybe you're like those disciples today where the circumstances of life seem to overshadow the potential of what God can do in your life. Instead of looking for hope in Christ, you are swallowed up in discouragement today. But I want to tell you today, today is a day of hope. Today is a day of joy. I want to take a look at just a couple of thoughts before we close today about the disciples and where they went off track. We know this, that they, they lost the perspective, they lost what Jesus was saying, and instead what happened is they looked at something we do all so often, they looked at the moment. They had a short-term focus. Jesus died. That, that was very real, and, and here's the thing, we can't take that away from the disciples. This is the Messiah. This is the one that they loved. And so there is very real grieving there. Right? We hit circumstances in our life. We know Jesus is Lord overall, but there's those circumstances that we face that are very difficult, right? troubling times, difficulty, and we walk through them. And we don't want to dismiss that. I don't think we take away from the disciples and say, well, why are you guys sad? Jesus died. But they focused on the short term. And they got lost in that short term moment. I love this. The cross tells us that God understands our suffering. Right? We can, we can recognize that, that God knows suffering. Jesus knows suffering. But I want to tell you today, Easter points us beyond the tragedy of the cross in the hope of the empty tomb. That it's, it's not the short-term approach that we're looking at. It's the long-term approach. No matter what trials, temptation, pain, you may be suffering. They're very real, and we want to be real about it. But to know that that is temporary. Hope is found in the promises God has given us. Right? We know this all too well. John sixteen thirty three. I have told you this, that you might have peace in me. Here on earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows. Anybody out there? This verse speaks to me. Trials, sorrows, difficulty, pain. Yeah. But here's the thing. But he says this. Don't forget the words of Jesus, but take heart. This is... Temporary. I've overcome the world. No matter how grave the situation might be in your life today, take heart. In Christ, it's only temporary. We know this verse as well. Hopefully, 2 Corinthians 4:17. for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Our light and momentary troubles. Now here on earth, some of those don't seem so light and so momentary. But in compared to eternity, in compared to, to what happens next after this life, this is light and momentary. And the disciples, they lost track of the long focus. When Jesus said, I'm going to be handed over three days, but I'm going to rise. He told the disciples that. They got stuck on the the crucified part. And I believe in our lives we can get thrown off as well. I love uh, the Passion movie. They came out with a... um, a soundtrack a little bit later on of artists that wrote songs about uh, the, the Passion movie. And, and Brad Paisley and Sarah Evans did a song called New Again. And in the line, it, it, it says this, or in the, in the chorus, it says, Whatever happens, whatever you see, whatever your eyes tell you has become of me, no, this is not the end. I am making all things new again. That that there was, they were looking at something, it seems so hopeless but God was doing something even greater. The second thing I see that the disciples missed the point on is their expectation, right? Our expectations sometimes cause hopelessness because we're expecting the wrong thing. This is definitely true of what they were experiencing in Jesus' day. That they were expecting Jesus to free them from the Romans. They were expecting an uprising to take place. We're being oppressed. Jesus, let's, let's take it. And Jesus says, uh-uh, that's not how it's going to go down. In fact, Jesus is telling the disciples, we read about it, where he's telling the disciples, this is what's going to happen. And of course, Peter, I love Peter. Peter jumps up and he says uh, this. It says that, but Peter took Jesus aside and began to reprimand him. Heaven forbid, Lord. You get this picture? Like Jesus, the Messiah, the master is saying, hey, this is going to happen. And Peter's like, Jesus, come over here. Come over here this will never happen to you, right? Right, no, 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 no. This is my expectation, Jesus. My expectation is that nothing is going to to keep you from doing what I want. Nothing's gonna keep you from doing what I want. And, And here's the thing, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You do not have the things of God in mind. His expectation was something completely different from what God wanted to take place. His expectation was, God, you are going to free us and we're going to have a great time here. But that wasn't God's expectation. And how often we find ourselves discouraged because our expectations have been placed on the wrong thing. Can I tell you today that if you're looking from a human point of view, we're gonna be disappointed. God's plans, though, I wanna tell you this, is greater than any plans you could ever make for yourself. God's plans are greater than any plans you could make for yourself. God is at work in all of our circumstances, even the painful ones. And he wants more for us than we could ever want or imagine for ourselves. That's the beauty of Easter. That God was doing something far greater than the disciples could even picture. As much as they were told there's good things. Killian, did you expect what was in there? No. All right. That's good. Take your mom out to lunch or something. But this idea that God is doing far greater than we can even think or imagine, what a gift it is today to celebrate the goodness of God. The final thing that I feel as we look at scripture that we could draw out is they, they not only had this idea that it was going to be a short-term thing or they, they lost focus and had short-term and their expectations, but they tried to do it themselves particularly Peter, if we were to follow Peter through the events of uh, the Passion Week, Peter tells Jesus, hey, it isn't so. This is not how it's going to happen, right? He says that, and then, and then Jesus says, nope, Peter, th- th- this has to happen. So they're in the garden, and while they're in the garden, Jesus gets handed over. And what does Peter do? He says, okay, Jesus, we've talked about this. I know this is going to happen. No way. Peter pulls out the sword. And he's like, revolution! You know? And he lops off the guy's ear. We read about it. And what's so interesting about it, I feel like as I've read through the, the different narratives, the different gospels, it's almost like I wonder if Jesus is like, okay, Peter. We just had this conversation. I said this was going to happen. You said, Lord, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. It's done. But no, not for Peter. We forget about that conversation. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do it in my own strength. Jesus, I want to see you conquer this. Okay, you're not doing it my way. Well, I'm going to do it my way. And here's what it is. And how often hopelessness arises when we fall into the own traps of doing things ourselves. Easter, Resurrection Sunday is not about what you have done or what you can do because truth be told, you can't do much. Easter, Resurrection Sunday is all about what God can do and what God